SheQuest podcast is heart-opening dialogues for self-identify women on a SheQuest, a movement moving forward, striving to live aware, bold, and whole. Welcome. Okay, welcome to your fourth SheQuest summer school podcast guest series. It's me, Estelle. And this fourth guest show is all about women and unleashing your voice. And for this, I've brought a very special and gorgeous magnetic guest. Brian McLean is from PEI, whom I personally know uh, since we both practice and teach yoga. And Bridie was brought to yoga by anxiety and fear that led to deserted eating. But in yoga, she found movement and vitality. She teaches a strong and moving class, and I can attest to this for sure. Bridie went to Ryerson for acting, works in the film and theater industry, but you might also know her best for her genius, quirky, and oh, so real, Turn Me On podcast, whom she co-hosts with her husband, Jeremy. I pleasantly learn while digging to find her bio that she's obsessed with words, uh, just like me, and hopefully we get to kick around a few here today. Maybe yes, maybe no, it doesn't matter. Um, I've always felt really drawn to her, and I'm just so excited to grace you with her presence. Welcome, Bridie! Wow. Thank you so much. I'm totally super <laughs> So that Yay for blushing. So here at SheQuest, it's, it's kind of like our program is based on striving to live aware and bold and whole as women. And I've been starting all my podcasts um, with the ritual of asking my guests, what makes you feel alive today? So I'm just asking you today, what makes you feel alive? <laughs> Well, I have to say it is uh, an amazing, deep, long night's sleep last <laughs> night and the beautiful, warm sunshine beaming down on me this morning. This, like, It's been so rainy and then when we get these sunny days, it's like, oh, like deep, deep warmth. Like and, a miracle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Blinding. Amazing. Amazing. Um, so I wanted you on Sheikwis for many reasons, but as you know, um, you're our guest for the voice portion of this program and our voice, which I think just so grossly overlooked when um, having this conversation about standing in our power as women. And the uh, you're the only person that have taken a vocal yoga workshop from. <laughs> and I feel seriously when I was thinking, I was like, uh, who can speak confidently about about our voice? I just love the technical way that you taught me ab- about voice and just coming from like your theater background and also from your experience of being a teacher and actor and, a, you know, just a, a woman. But you really stand out to me as being an emblem when it comes to, you know, speaking out and saying the things that like nobody wants to talk about. And so <laughs> and so uh, this long winded like question, I just I just I'd love for you to like just talk to us about how you got to <laughs> kind of reclaim or just um kind of reframe this word voice or and uh, how how do you come to have a conscious base for your voice and maybe like an easy the easiest way to think about it like what like let's say if you think of yourself like 10 years ago the voice that you had 10 years ago from the voice that you have now as as a woman like what has changed like how did you like reclaim that 
10 years ago is a great frame of time because 10 years ago I was in acting school and I was, um, you know, we do movement, we do voice, we study text and so on. And I, up until that point, I was really unaware. I had always been told when I was on stage prior to school that I was kind of hard to hear and I needed to speak up and you're always trying to project your voice, you know, and I have a father with a booming, loud projected voice. So, you know, I'd always, I really took that to heart that that was something that was kind of lacking in me. And so when I was at school and um, we were doing all this voice work and I, and I just, I wasn't getting it. And at least my teachers were saying I wasn't getting it. And I wasn't like, I wasn't landing. I wasn't sounding connected to what I was saying. Is, which is how, how they put it to me. And so finally, it was my third year in acting school. And we were doing um, what's called period study, which is like we're studying a piece of theater from a couple of hundred years ago. And it's very big and very grand and very large with the body, like lots of big physical gestures. And so my acting teacher at that point basically was like, it's there, it's there physically, but when your voice comes out, it's this voice of a little girl. And I was like, well, goddamn, that's not going to work. And so I worked deeply and, you know, really intensely on my voice without knowing what I was doing. Like, it's honestly like holding a candle in a dark cave and just trying different things and working with knowledgeable people who who are experts in breath and, and in voice that eventually this sound one day come came out of my voice and I'm like pretty much immediately started bawling because it's shocking. It's shocking when a sound comes out that feels like it's resonating through your whole body. And when I say resonating, I, I mean like vibrating, like you can feel your own voice coming from a place that's like deep and supported from your diaphragm, from the deepest part of your lungs that is free around your voice and your or around your throat and around your face and around your chest so mm -hmm. that your your rib cage is vibrating your pelvis is vibrating your legs are vibrating your arms are vibrating and 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 it's just it's it feels a little bit frightening it feels it feels frightening for sure and 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 I think I had it for a moment and it was gone and I've been just working to practice to reconnect with that feeling again and again um, through the exercises that I've learned and through that I've the ones I've taught myself and through basically the last 10 years of of working to be that connected to the sound of my voice to the meaning of the words that I'm saying as a teacher too especially yeah I love I love that. I love talking to you so much <laughs> And should we say the last time we saw each other was in a bar too? <laughs> yeah, not great. Not great for the voice, <laughs> but um, uh, just everything you say, like um, I think you know this, but I I went to theater school too, uh, which seems like a lifetime ago, and mm -hmm. all this, like I completely remember like this moment where I was speaking, but with my body. And it wasn't the same thing as, you know, just speaking. <laughs> it was like this full on connection. And I'm wondering if you could speak maybe a bit more about that. Like, how are we able, like, I know a big thing for me personally, like I breathe in, I try to breathe in my feet now and not just in my throat. Um, 
Like that's the most simplest way, I guess I can speak of it. But I know in your workshop, I loved that connection to your belly. And, you know, in yoga philosophy, we speak of the belly as being this like just this power house of fire and of, you know, power and will and determination. And what do you do to speak with your body? Um, so a big part of my my practice for my voice is, is body scan for any unnecessary extra tension, especially in the places where I personally hold them, which I think I see and hear in a lot of other uh, voices, which is the throat, the jaw, the um, the belly is a big one that we we hold in for lots of reasons because the belly yeah yeah because the belly the belly and the core you know we think of it it's it's important to be strong um and to be tall and to be to be powerful in that area but it's also necessary to be soft to learn how to be to hold yourself at soft there as well, because that area really needs to be free to expand, to then, you know, use some abdominal muscles to contract as you, as you exhale all the air out, as it's carrying your voice and carrying your sound out and far from your body. That's speaking from the diaphragm. It's, it's just another way of looking at it. Um, I, I found it really helpful to find different vocabulary for speaking about the voice than, than speaking about yoga and like I don't talk about core when I'm using when I'm teaching voice I don't talk about um um too much about like the skeleton or the bones or alignment or anything like that because I think it's just really important to um to have as much freedom and relaxation in your body as you can so that your voice can rise really easily and without without any of your habitual tension creeping in at the last second, right before you say the thing that you feel really inclined to say and keeping you quiet or, or making you, you know, justify or, you know, prepare everyone for what you're about to say. It's like, no, what happens if we just get all of those, um, those, those impulses to, to edit, to critique out of the way. So the voice, it's scary. It's vulnerable because who knows what's going to come out when you are, when you're really going to say something that you feel, um, you know, and you don't get the chance to protect people or soften it or whatever. But yeah, I think, I think, I think a lot about my feet on the ground. So I know I'm not going to, I'm not going to get so, you know, out there that I float completely away from the earth. My feet are on the ground. The backs of my knees are soft. My belly is soft so that my pelvis can hang in a really nice neutral way. And I breathe, I breathe down into the bottom of my lungs and I try to release a sound that's fueled by breath. So it's not being forced. It's, um, it's just a release of sound is the way I like to think of it. Yeah. And wouldn't you, wouldn't you agree? Like it's, your voice is like a muscle, almost. <laughs> you know, like it's like, like let's say speaking from your body, like it's something we, like I know I constantly have to practice over and over again. And as you know, as teachers, you kind of, you you kind of have, I have to. Would you agree? It's like a muscle, or yeah. Well, it's an. I think of it as an instrument, and it, it's like you know, you practice. At people who are amazing with their instruments, they do. They practice really regularly. And it might seem daunting, I guess, to someone who's new to the practice of voice to be like, okay, well, 10 years and you're still 
you still have to practice and it's like oh absolutely because <laughs> because we're like every day i know we got to we got to stay aware of like the tension in our bodies it's we've got a lot of familiar old buddies of tension in our in our bodies but there's new stuff coming all the time and we live in a we live in an environment that can sometimes be really stressful and the first step is just being just noticing where's where is my tension right now and softening that that's always step number 1 for me yeah and i mean yoga has been such a cuz essentially when you practice yoga you kind of well for you release the tension but also you become like a clear conduit for what for what wants to come through and out right it's almost like you get out of your um, get out of your own way. Um, I know I heard some, and you must have heard the same thing, but, um, like it never, it's, I never make the connection of my voice as being a vibration, Mm. like my voice being like a wavelength and that, like, you know, the first thing that ever was, was a sound, you know? (laughs) And like, I never, and when, when I made that connection, and then it made so much sense with yoga being like, I am really just a big old wavelength. Like, I just don't, you know, I just don't, don't see it this way. Have you ever like heard that, you know? Oh yeah. Or see it? I, I saw, yeah. I saw a headline yesterday. Um, I, I follow a lot of like neuroscience pages and I saw yeah. a headline yesterday that was like, could it be that everything that is is just a vibration at a different sequence? And I was like, I have been saying this for years. So finally, the science is, has caught up with me. Um, I know. And I love, I love that. I love that, Brady, because uh, I do the same thing all the time. Because, like, I just – somebody that I don't need science to, like, tell me something <laughs> You know, and then the sign comes like 10 years later and you're like, I've been saying this for so long. <laughs> well, I think there's something, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to put, I don't want to make, you know, the female species seem any sort of more evolved than anybody else on the planet. But I feel like, you know, I feel like with the more of this kind of work that you're doing and you're teaching and um, that I'm seeing more and more of is like, embracing the feminine and like learning how to be both our fucking kick-ass like we we tap into our masculine all the time to get shit done to like get from here to there and to like basically slay in our lives but then there's also this like divine feminine and I think the divine feminine is like like vibrating on a level of like way more consciousness than we have tapped into yet and I'm like I'm talking about like psychic abilities and you know like healing abilities and just like a a a vibration that I think is is existing we just gotta we just gotta figure out how to access it and and I think everything that you're doing is is all in line with that with that great great purpose of of tapping into our potential well oh I just I agree with everything you're saying and to we never make the connection like our breath really is what power is like that's our power and our breath really is the feminine (laughs) you know and that's what powers Mm -hmm. the masculine in us you know we always it's almost like the opposite way we think about it you know what I'm saying like it's and like we need to like totally like it's there it's there in us it's just dormant right and I guess like what, what I'm trying to do with all this stuff with the chicas and all that is like to wake that up even if I just like nudge a, a little and it, like it's as simple sometimes like in my workshops like 
we'll take like little things back. Like the girls will say, it's so, it's so sad. You know, you're at the restaurant and you're, you're not getting what you had ordered. Mm -hmm. Like there's like mayo on a sandwich. You didn't want to have mayo and you don't say anything. Mm -hmm. You know, like little things like that. And then girls was like, you know what? I told the waiter, like I used my voice and I told the waiter, like, could I have another sandwich or like things that like little things like that, that, you know, to take your power back, you know? Yeah, Um, totally. I think like there's so much (laughs) of our conditioning that is, is, goes against using our actual full, true rich voices and whatever they may actually sound like once we've unearthed them, like it's not polite, you know, it's, it's too loud or it's unladylike or, you know, just be agreeable, be cooperative, you know, just like, don't make, don't, it doesn't, it's not that big of a deal essentially. And that's all kinds, that's deep, deep, deep in us, I think for a lot of us. Yeah. And like, you know, you'll like, even with like somebody, like a stranger, like you get all red and like, you you know, like blotchy because you've just like kind of voice. And I think too, there's like a huge, people think of like using their voice. Like it doesn't mean you have to write a big social media something and like, tell, you know, it starts in your home, you know, like tell your, your partner, like what, you know, what you want, what you need, what you desire. I'm, I'm just so passionate about that. Like, you know, your voice, the way you can practice your voice really is like on like these little everyday um, things. You know what I mean? Totally. I totally, totally agree. And I I think like, you know, it is that weird, that body response, like the, the sweating and the blushing and the crying. Oh my God. So many times I've just opened my mouth to say something that I felt like I needed to say. And it comes out just like a wash of tears. And that's, it's messy. And it's uncomfortable. The messy is the feminine, right? <laughs> and like, we need to start yeah. like messy and chaotic and swirly. Like the you know the the way of the feminine is not you know that word like ladylike. Like we gotta like completely debunk that. Like we totally slay it, you know. Uh, I, and yeah. <clears throat> anyways, I'm just I'm just so like. Oh, I have so much to say about that. I'm so glad you're on. I'm so glad you're on. I feel we could talk forever. Oh. Thank you for the opportunity to talk about this stuff. I Yay. love We'll have to have you back it. for sure. I feel there's so much more we could talk. But um, because I also use SheQuest, like I'm, we kind of use it as like discover our own, you know, self-exploration tool for personal growth. And like, you know, obviously, as you know, I'm big in like art and yoga really has helped me. But I really stress with the women taking our class, like, I love for them to like figure what works for them, you know, because it might be art or in yoga, but it might not be for them. It might be being in a choral, like being in a chorus or like being, you know what I mean? Like other things, like I'm really big on, you know, and that's your yoga too, right? Like becoming your own teacher, your own, you know, guru. So I, so I want, I want to know what are your own, like, and maybe we can stay in like the voice kind of just, you know, specific to using your voice, like what are your own tools, um, you know, or like, do you have rituals that you do every day to like, you know, we talked about this, like, you know, practice using your voice, like your, um, your, your voice with the whole body and not just the throat and all that. And I know at the workshop, like I love the, I, I forget now I'm not a good student, but you know, you had little like practice exercise, you know, which ones I'm talking about? Yep. So 
anything that I do on a daily basis would be, I do a lot of uh, neck stretches. I do roll downs, like really slow, one bone at a time, drop my head down, you know, roll all the way to hang there for a bit. And then same thing, roll up as slowly as I can. That I find just like, oh, takes a lot of um, tension out of my back. Um, I do a lot of yeah neck stretching, scalenes, like the big, the muscles that you hold your head up that get unnecessarily tight for all kinds of reasons. I always, it's very important to drink lots of water for your voice. So <laughs> you got to hydrate. If you know where your tension is, like your hips, a lot of people, it's hip, hip stretches that like get get your hips open, like some, some thread the needle or, or some, and some twists, like ring out your lungs, just increase the capacity for breath. Um, like massage your own intercostals, the muscles between your ribs or get somebody to do that for you. When I'm hanging upside down, sometimes I like to take my fist and just like pound across my sacrum, across my low back and around my hips down. Again, it's just like giving yourself a lot of self massage, honestly, is a big part of, of, um, acting school is like here's some techniques you can use when you know when you can't get to a a massage therapist and and any kind of any kind of self-relaxation like that I I try to do at least every day I also love to sing and dance so I'll like you know put my favorite tunes in my headphones and pick up dog poop in the backyard while I'm just singing at the top of my lungs I try to you know I try to what's that called multitask so I'm getting all my all my things in, but I, I think there's a really big clue in like light looking back on the things that I, I did for fun and for freedom back before I ever had, you know, my teenage years or, or adult years, because I found that a lot of those things continue to be activities that I'm drawn to and want to be a part of that, you know, maybe my adult brain is like, you don't have time for that. Or that's like, you know, it's time to be an adult. And like, so dancing and singing and being goofy and playing are all really big parts of, of what works for me. And I think that there are clues for everybody in, in the activities that used to give them a lot of that freedom and space and that flow yeah. state. And being, being in your body, right? You yes. can't speak point. your voice point. through your body if you don't know your body. Have <laughs> um, you, uh, one last thing before I go on, but have you... Um, I remember when I first started teaching, like I would record myself. I mean, I'm kind of hardcore, but I'll record myself or even like, let's say I'd listen to like a voicemail message of my voice. And I was like, what the fuck? Is that really how I sound? (laughs) Have you ever had that feeling? I've had that feeling. And like now I, it's totally, I totally know how I sound and I like how I sound, but I've, um, would you think like that was so like, it was like super hard to listen to my own voice, but in the end it served me so well. Like, I don't think I could speak. I could do as much public speaking, let's say as I do now, if I didn't know what, what I sounded like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think it's a, you know, one of the big things that I haven't done that I know I need to, and that I'm going to do starting today (laughs) um, (laughs) is, uh, is is listening to the my podcast episodes and and giving myself some feedback. The thing is that you just have to be careful. If you tend to be really hard on yourself, you yeah. just you have to like take a minute before you start to listen back and and like exercise lots of compassion 
for yourself because it's 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 really scary to it's listen really to scary. you. But yeah. but also like it's really it can teach you a lot. You can be like, oh, when I said that thing, you know, that was really important to me, I you know I sounded like I didn't care. And sometimes that's like, why did I do that? And it's because I was holding tension and it's because I wasn't speaking from a place of like, honestly, I was speaking from a place of like, I think that this is how this moment should sound. And if you're based too much on how you think it should sound, then you're, you're exercising way too much control over the sound of your voice. It can't, it can't be about the way that you sound. It, it has to be like those moments of Oh, I could really feel, I could feel my heart. I could feel my heart. I could hear my heart and my soul and my, you know, the full expression of who I am and in what I just said there. And it's because it just, it was uninhibited. Oh, I love that. I just, I love it. Um, Knowing what you know about your voice now, um, and that's, it's a loaded question, but I'm going to ask it anyways. (laughs) Uh, What does it mean for you to be a woman with a voice? I think you hit the nail on the head um, when you said it's the small things about being able to, first of all, know what you want and what you need, and then to be able to express that. That has been like a huge, huge thing for me in the last few years is like, you know, I let things go too far generally before I express them. And then, you know, things are sloppy and messy when I think that, that if I was, if I was really brave about about stating the things that I want and I need that, um, that things might, might flow a little, a little more smoothly. So I, that's what I would encourage a lot of, of women to, to do is, um, to be able to, to speak those things out loud and, and even when yeah. it's scary. Yeah. And that it starts with perhaps the small mm-hmm. things, the smaller. Yeah. And just yeah. trust, okay. trust that you have like, like, like wisdom beyond like even your own comprehension and that you won't, you won't know the full like depth of that until you really start ex- expressing who you are. Uh, uh, the last questions. Uh, okay. Uh, really quick answers. Um, so I'm going to kind of just sh- shoot them at you and just pick the first thing that comes to mind. Uh, yes, are you ready? ready. Are, are, you sure? are you sure? Are you I'm ready? I'm up tall. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Breathing in my feet. <laughs> Uh, okay. Uh, what's your favorite mantra? Um, I love the Bija mantras. I love the, I love chanting the, the sounds for each of the chakras. Wow. Uh, favorite flower? Uh, lupins. <gasps> They're I out. Know. They're out now. <laughs> favorite time. Uh, okay. What's the favorite book you've read in the past six months? Um, it would be, it, it hasn't been the last six months cause I've fallen off the reading train, but the brain, the brain <laughs> that changes itself, um, Oh, such so a great good. neuroscience, accessible, languaging, easy to read, super interesting. I didn't know you liked the brain so much. Oh, I do. I do. Uh, love it. Okay. Favorite podcast? Uh, turn me on podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Why did I even ask that? <laughs> uh, yoga or running or oh, something Oh, God. Else? Yoga and dancing. Yeah. Uh, book or Kindle? Uh, book. Yeah. Coffee or wine? Oh, God. No, don't make me choose. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Thank you so much for, like, taking your time and talking to me. I really, really appreciate it and teaching us about voice. And thank thank you. I'm I'm so grateful. Thank you, Brian. You're so welcome. And thank you for everything that you're doing with us. This is amazing. I'm so so excited for you and all your your participants. Yay. 
And um, lastly, where, if we want to find you, where can we find you best? Um, you can find uh, me on Instagram at Turn Me On Podcast um, or at Bridie McLean on Instagram. Um, if you have questions regarding any of the things that we've uh, chatted about through through the podcast is a great venue to reach me. It's just turnmeonpodcast.com. There's forms there to contact me. I would love to talk. I love talking about this stuff and, and all kinds of other things. So reach out. I, I, I'm more than thrilled to to talk about techniques and, and things like that yeah and i have so much ideas have popped as we talk so we'll make sure to have you back on i love that so much to say so much to say. that's all that's all chic west thanks for joining us bye brighty bye